The tax code is an incentive. It shouldn't be looked as as a punishment. That you know, it's worth like seven thousand pages. Is the tax code about ninety eight percent of that is different incentives the government wants you to do in order to help you offset your tax liability. It is impossible to anticipate where the two monsters which suddenly appeared in the atomic area will attack next. If your power goes out, remain calm. One, we gone. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode is this 40? 47. 47. Bro. Episode 47. Running it down. Of the first sit podcast, approaching the end of season one. Mm-hmm. Um, sitting with us today, we have David Cologne, the founder of Better Tax Pro, and he's actually a longtime friend. Uh, grew up together in the same neighborhood. <clears throat> David, thanks so much for coming on. Thank you guys so much for having me. Um, I love what you guys are doing, um, having a podcast and seeing two familiar faces doing big things. It's it's beautiful to see. Thanks, man. Thanks. thanks. Yeah. So Came a long way from uh, riding the school bus. Yeah, that's crazy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Those were some fun days, though. That's crazy. <laughs> it's cool to see where David made himself now. Oh, yeah. The reason we wanted David to come on is he built his own tax services business. So we're going to talk about updated legislation. And David's going to give us some advice with the changes, how we can yield the most return or, I guess, make the most money out of our taxes moving forward. Mm. And we all like making money. so Yeah, or keeping money. Cannot wait to get into this. Yeah. So we start every episode, David. What are you sipping on? Um, I'm actually sipping on a nice hot cup of coffee. Okay. You know, it's Friday towards the end of the day. Just a little something to, to to get myself going and keep myself awake. And you know, hopefully by the end of this uh, uh, interview, have some some cocktails afterwards. <laughs> okay, what would be the cocktail if you were going to have one? Ooh, that's that's a good one. I'm I'm a henny and cranberry kind of guy. Henny and cranberry. Henny and cranberry yeah. yeah, yeah. It's been yeah. You can, you especially can. especially for long weeks, you need that. You can't go wrong with that. Well, it's dark, and cranberry juice is always good. Yeah, cranberry mm-hmm. juice is good. You know, I'm a fan of dark looking. Good health benefits, too. We might have to get back on the dark look in the new year, well, season two. I, I never stopped. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, but I had, to take, little, guy I had to take a little, yeah. a little uh, break. So I know, I know. So did I. I. I've been sticking to, to believe it or not, I, you know, beer, try, try not to do too much beer because of, of the beer belly, but uh, <laughs> wine. Wine was introduced to me, and I've been drinking red wine like okay. like an Italian. Wow. See, I still haven't gotten into the wine scene that's at where, all. You know, it's funny like, you said like all. an Italian because that's where you guys always mess me up. Why? Y'all love breaking out the wine. Mm-hmm. You just I never won't. stop. I don't know why y'all, is it the because, color of my skin? Because y'all, you know how y'all get. You remember when we went to see AJ in Queens? Yes. And then we went to that Italian restaurant? Y- yes. How did I end up that night? Not good. No, not good. That's your fault. No. You always act like that. Mm. Speaking of that, what are you saying? <laughs> right. I'm going to talk. I, I think it's peer pressure. What are you guys drinking? Today, there we go. I got some water, David, because once again, I'm trying to hydrate. I'm trying mm-hmm. to get myself right. So I have, I have two this time. He's been um, on something lately. I have been I doing two. I got a protein shake here and a coffee also. So, awesome. Well, this is why you always have to run in the bathroom. I have a high liquid diet. I, hey, listen. All right. Well, let's dive right yeah. in. Enough chitter chatter. David, why don't you get us started here? First, just let the people know how you got started yourself, why you went and created your own tax business right out of high school, and then we'll pivot to what's going on. Yeah, that's that's funny that you say right out of high school. A lot of people don't even realize that. So it actually did. My journey did actually begin in 2012. Um, I, I believe it was October 2012. My stepfather actually owns a tax pro- 
corporation company in New York in the Bronx. So he's actually the one that um, that pushed me into it. Um, he needed some help at the time, and you know, me being his son, who was uh, who, you know, where else would he look? So um, in 2012, right out of high school, I um, took the the course with Jackson Hewitt to to learn how to prepare taxes, and um, then I started working for my stepfather's firm, and. You know, I, I I would say I'm kind of in like phase three of my work uh, of my living inside the tax realm. Uh, you know, obviously starting off with my stepfather, that was phase one. Step phase two, actually, there was a little bit of a hiatus there when I went to college for a few, uh, you know, two years, and then um, I managed to schedule my classes to avoid going to school during tax season so I can, you know, be of assistance to him. So it worked out nicely and just took up some um, summer classes and winter courses, you know, just to kind of keep the time even. And then I started working for him again. And then, you know, I just decided that, you know, I love the business and, you know, me and my stepfather had some different views on certain things. And, you know, when you work with family and especially a, a father figure or someone, you know, with dominance, you know, then they, they, you guys may clash heads. You might not view everything the same way. Um, so I decided to, to just branch off on myself and, and it was the best decision I ever made. Oh, nice, man. Is the bulk of your business done online or are you seeing people in person? Most of my business, I would say 99% of my business is done online. And it's funny because the year before the pandemic actually hit, I was already transitioning to to virtual. Um, My, you know back back when I first started my, my my stepdad has been doing virtual for for years he he has an office storefront and everything but um um, you know, clients don't want to travel in the winter, especially it was in Bronx, New York, you know, February, January, February, March, cold months, very cold months. So back then we were doing text messaging, emailing, you know, pictures and, you know, just a back and forth stuff. You know, now it's a little bit more uh, um, easier because now we have portals and, and different online tools where it just kind of keeps everything all into one. Because back then with the with the text messaging, I used to have people text messaging me uh, pictures and then emailing me stuff. So um, I've always been comfortable doing things online and virtual. Um, you know, it just, just makes it easier for everybody, you know, um, cost effective, time, time effective. Um, and that's, that's how I, I, I enjoy doing it. But moving further, um, I believe I'm going to, you know, invest into the storefront because, you know, there are some added values with having a, an office. Yeah. When yeah, I was in school, I just walked into, um, <clears throat> when I was, was in Maniac. Like H&R Block? Liberty Tax. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would just walk in. They were great. Yeah. I would always just do it myself, like TurboTax. Dude, I just hope I didn't dude, mess I, it that's up. a question I have for him before mm-hmm. we dive in. What yeah. are the benefits of a tax advisor or Deke doing his own TurboTax? I wasn't, well, ma- I wasn't making too much money. I think it was like $12,000 I made for the year. <laughs> yeah, I was working on like FYE. Yeah, <laughs> yeah bro. So, I was making, I thought I was doing something. You were doing something. That was my flat top era. I know, I missed that Man, FYE days. Life, life. Yeah, he was a fly guy back in the day. Yeah, back, back, was, right? like back in the day. He was a cool guy. Did I leave some money on the table? Like, did, did I, what, tell yeah, me. You, you absolutely could have left some money on the table. Damn. I think that the, the biggest... The biggest um, 
takeaway is to, to work with an advisor, it's more about before sitting down and actually filing your taxes. You know, uh, because by the time the end of the year comes, there's only very few things you can do. Um, to, and that's really, really IRA um, contributions is really the bulk of it um, to, you know, to, to, to help offset any tax liability that you have. Um, but when you're sitting down to do your taxes, the year is over. You know, December 31st passed. There's not there's not many moves you can do. So there's not much magic. If that's what you're asking that that someone could do, you you know, we could look for extra expenses and, you know, try to just pick his brain a little bit um, to see what he did during that year that maybe he's overlooking. But the the most important time to, to think about taxes is from the beginning to the end of the year. That in the entire year, you want to focus and, and really strategize because that's when you're going to be able to save the most money. And that, that's, that's really what differentiates the, the middle and the wealthy class. You know, they, they consider taxes in every, every move that they make, every purchase they make, every investment they make, every sale they make. They, they, they consider that because they know at the end of the year or quarterly, they're going to have to pay some money forward. So my, my biggest thing is, is, is training people and communicating with, with my clients throughout the entire year and, and, um, and not focusing so much on the end of the year, because like I said, what you do during the year is what's going to determine how you end off at the end of the year. And what, what typical strategies you touched on earlier that they're strategies that you want to implement from the beginning of the year. So we've already missed about <clears throat> for 2021 moving forward. What are typical strategies that you try and make sure people implement? You know, one big thing that I, 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 I preach to my clients and this is the open door, this, uh, setting up a business or having some sort of business is, is really most ad, that's that's probably the most advantageous thing you can do besides real estate and you know you know having but again that's also a business in its it's in its own right you know flipping houses or um, renting out uh, you know purchasing and renting out um, those are businesses in their and their and their right but um, starting a business whether if it's small or big it doesn't have to be big but getting the getting that started is is very important because. When you're when you're a W two employee, after after Trump passed the the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act, he really took away a lot of um, the deductions that people were leaning on as W two employees, like unreimbursed employee expenses, um, you know, looking for a job. Even the the moving expense was taken taken away. There was a cap on state and local taxes and uh, mortgage interest. Um, so. My my biggest thing that I try to tell my clients is start a business because what a business does is that it, it opens the door to to brand new expenses, not even brand new expenses, because there's certain things that you're going to do and use on your day to day life that you can also use for your business. So even if it's a small percentage of a of a of a deduction that you get on your taxes, I rather a small percentage than nothing. You know what I'm saying? Because W and two employees, there's not really many ways you can go. The, the The tax code is an incentive. It shouldn't be looked as as a punishment. That you know, it's worth like seven thousand pages is the tax code. 
About 98% of that is different incentives the government wants you to do in order to help you offset your tax liability. You know, incentives because if you do something, they're going to they're going to give you either money back in a tax credit or extra extra deductions or just, you know, extra routes that you can take to um, you know, avoid certain certain taxes. Um, that really for me it really starts by starting a business. I'm really happy you actually brought up that point about like how the tax code, you know, incentivizes people to do certain things because that is obviously like one thing that we've been looking into and like learning about as we've started a business, right? So seeing how can we just structure these things correctly? So you touched on, you know, like some things that people can, or like expenses that people can start writing off for people who are starting a small business, like we are, right? And you're in the early stages. What are some things that we can maybe consider going into the next year that we should maybe section off and say, okay, let's put this under the business so we can start writing these, this off. Well, I definitely think that um, what's very advantageous is the home office deduction. Um, so if you have a place in your home that is strictly used for business, you can, you know, you'll be able to, to write off a percentage of, you know, utilities. If you're renting, um, you, you'll be able to, to write off a percentage of the rent. And, and why that's so great is because you're going to be paying rent regardless. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? At least now you get a little bit of a, of a, of a deduction and, uh, you know, you'll, you'll, you'll be able to apply certain direct costs and indirect costs and those will be deducted at, you know, different rates depending on the square footage of the, of the office that you're using strictly for business um, compared to the, the, the square the square uh, square root of the, the entire property or the house, the apartment, whatever it is. Um, that's one. Keeping good books is probably the most important thing someone could do when, when having a business um, because without good books, you really don't understand what's coming in, what's going out. Everything is all jumbled all over the place. So definitely want to keep a good set of books. And in case of audits, you know, your books is what's going to help you not pay the IRS extra monies. And if that were to ever be the case. Um, and yeah, I mean, we would have to go down a list of different things that you use to, to really determine um, what expenses you actually have, but but I, I feel like the home office is is one that everyone should, especially when you have a home you know a home based business, now, which most of us do. As far as tracking, you were said you know like managing the books well. Do you mm-hmm. have any recommendations, like any like app recommendations, or do you? Oh yeah, yeah. QuickBooks is QuickBooks is great. QuickBooks is great for um, you know money is going in, uh, expenses going out. Um, as far as like let's say you wanted to track your miles, um, you could literally do it pen and paper. Um, you wanna you wanna you know list where you're going, how many what your odometer says. Um, before you start to travel, then the odometer at the end. Yeah. If you're a realtor, how, how can you like expense like every ride? Everything. Yeah. I use, so I'm happy you brought that up, Albert. Cause okay. I use, I, I use my IQ. Yeah. I use my IQ. It's an app. Yeah. Every, every time I take a trip, it shows mm-hmm. me how much I can now write off towards the end of the year, right? Based on the distance I traveled. That's what mm-hmm. I'm saying. Yeah. Cause I feel like I, I wonder if that's like a misunderstood thing with realtors. The is, amount of, re- and this, we're going to have to bring you back on because the amount of realtors who once again, when I just got into it and start asking questions who don't understand, like there's so many deductions that you can be taken off because yeah. you are operating as a business. Exactly. Uh, if you're not talking to people like David, how would you know? 
That's what I'm saying. Right. Yeah. Curious. Right. And yeah, real, real estate, I mean, all you're doing is, is traveling from place to place. So I don't understand why you wouldn't want to write off those miles. You know, it also depends on where your starting location at, uh, is. So, like, if you have a home-based business, then you can start your mile. You're tracking your miles from, you know, your home office to, um, you know, the point A, which is, like, your first stop, which is, you know, let's say I'm going to go check out a new listing. Um, then you can start tracking the miles from there. And then continue on for, you know, the rest of your, the rest of your day, depending on as long as his business used though. But like, if you're going to go run a personal errand, then you're not going to want to track those miles because. So like me hang, going to hang out with Albert on the weekend. Yeah. <laughs> no, the IRS won't. What if we talk business? What if we just say. So, like, all right. Well, question for you then. Have you ever mm-hmm. seen the IRS actually go after someone? Ooh, oh, yeah. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. yeah. Oh, yeah. Sure. I don't know. I like, I, I wonder like how much highest, people flirt listen, with the line. I used to is see my some question. crazy like, when he said home part. office, could I write off like my office upstairs? If it's structured, if it's if it's if it's used for a business, a hundred percent only for business, then yeah, uh, and it doesn't. And remember, and uh, let me also specify: it's not just it's not just a like the whole office. If you're using your room part part, you know your bedroom part, that small section you can actually use for the deduction. You know, as yeah, long as saying, that's got to be a gray area, though, right? Like, I'm not always. There's a lot of gray areas. That's, that's, that's what I'm saying. The whole tax code's a gray area. I see There's it. a lot of gray areas. Yeah. It's, it's just all about proving your case and then choosing the right advisor. Oh, great thing about this. <laughs> Before I interrupted Kevin, I know what he was going to ask, so I'm going to ask it. Before we, we dive into it. legislation change, what's the craziest, like, IRS penalty you've ever seen? Yeah, because right? I used what's to the, see some liens on accounts, and I used to just feel bad. The craziest. Like you know, there was a real estate broker that owed about eighty thousand dollars. That's a lot. But you know, these are these. Remember when you're when you're when you're like in the real estate professional, you're getting paid ten ninety nine, and you're not paying any taxes. And what also hurts when you're a ten ninety nine is that self employment tax, which is automatic. That's a fifteen point three percent that you have to pay, and that's not even including the federal taxes, um, state taxes, if you're going to have any. And you know, a lot of people are actually confused too. Uh, we also have to understand that there are federal taxes and there are state taxes. Some states don't charge uh, uh, state taxes, um, like Florida here. Um, but um, like New York, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, all state, you have to pay state, you have to pay local. Um, I'm sure you guys probably received the, the Berkheimer form in the mail where they uh, they make you put your 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 school code on and you know, total it up from there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, she she owed about eighty thousand dollars, and that's 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 also for a lack of not filing in the first place. When you get a ten ninety nine, the the person that cut you that ten ninety nine has to report it to the IRS first before, and they have to get permission from the IRS, like the green light, to say, okay, it was accepted. Now you can give um, the the employee their copy. Same thing with W-2s. I know people are always talking about, oh, well, I didn't receive the W-2, but yeah, but the, 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 w, the, the IRS did. So get your hand on a copy of that W-2, because if you don't report it, and they pay you too much in a refund, they're gonna they're gonna audit you and you're gonna end up owing some of that money back plus interest and, and penalties. So So before we get into legislation, I got one more question for you. Are yeah. you a soccer fan? 
Like a I'm not. <laughs> right, well, maybe you could tie it to another athlete. Maybe you don't mm-hmm. know the answer. Okay. Messi and Ronaldo were in hot water a couple years ago. Two most highest paid athletes in the world for tax evasion, I think, or like there was there were problems with. Dude, how does that happen? How are these insanely wealthy people getting dinged with tax problems? Like, what's going on? Well, they probably just don't cut the check. You know, when they're supposed to, or there's a lack of filing. They don't even decide to handle that that problem, you know, when they're supposed to. Um, maybe they have some businesses because you, you got to think these these guys own businesses as well. You oh, know, whether sure. it's through their promotions property. and yeah, um, you know, maybe they're not filing their quarterly taxes. I, but most of the time it's just that you're not you're not cutting a check. If you're not going to cut the check and you're not going to. Um, you know, file the return and you're just going to just live life and wash your hands with it, they will come after you, especially the wealthy, because their checks are a lot bigger than, you know, middle class and obviously lower class. Yeah. So that's the thing. Once they come out, they're like they're going to start looking right. And I've heard stories too, where sometimes just their, their accountants just don't, don't do what they need to do. That's what I'm saying. Well, they have to run messy. They're doing turbo tax. Yeah. They just like, <laughs> yeah. I heard a case where, um, Fat Joe ended up like running into a whole bunch of like legal issues, right? Because the guy who was supposed to be taking care of his taxes never did it. And he was yes, like, yes, I heard that as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Money from him, right? And then he ended up getting a call saying like, "You owe X amount of dollars. We're here." That's what I'm saying. Talk to how us. does that? Yeah. Like, how you let that happen? I guess yeah. too much. You're just, you know, you're just too busy for your own good. You know, I mean, you're not, you're not. I mean, there are there, there's there's a personal responsibility that you also have to take as a taxpayer um, right. to make sure that things are getting done. I mean, that is technically it's your responsibility. It, it, your accountant, of course, it is because you're paying him for a service. But at the end of the day, your name is on the line. The accountant is, in you know, to a sense because they have to, you know, obviously do things ethically and professionally, and you know not commit fraud when it comes to, you know, certain deductions and expenses and when, you know, um, actually preparing the return. But, um, you know, as a taxpayer yourself, there is a certain responsibility that you, that you need to, to take, um, you know, and that's, that's, that's probably, that's probably where it began, you know, for, for Fat Joe, he, you know, he probably didn't pay attention cause he thought it was going to be handled, but that's just the that's just the, the evils of doing business and getting service from really anybody. That that could that could happen to anybody on any level, you know. Um, you know, we put our trust into certain people that that um, you know seem to start off as like, oh, okay, yeah, I'll take care of it, and you know, I'll do it, and then you know, steal money, do a little drink. Thinking, who who know, who knows what they do? They pull up in a Ferrari, uh, and it's like, how did you get that? That's what I'm saying. I mean, <laughs> yeah, if you see, if you see in the news, uh, speaking of Ferrari, if you see in the news what's happening with the PPP, crazy, crazy. Yeah, maybe we can get into that too. That'll be a nice little intro um, into yeah. the uh, bill change because once we were talking about the PPP loan when I was still at the oh, bank, yeah. and the amount of people that I saw get approved, they <laughs> listen. Man, I was about to, t- I was about to message you actually during that period. Be like, listen, yeah. can I get a little something? I might start an LLC real quick. You yeah, know, I can, I can structure an LLC pretty fast. It was so. it was crazy. Well, I mean, you know, for the PPP and the EIDL, which is the Economic Injury Disaster Loan. So there was there was two sets of loans that was going out during the time. Besides, you know, for for the majority of businesses, there was other for like um, movie theaters and restaurants. They they had their own. Um, like shuttered venue um, loan that 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 they received, but um, 
Yeah. During the PPP and the EIDL, there was a lot of scams happening. It, there's, there's, there's no doubt about it. I mean, so if you see on the news right now, the, the amounts that people were getting scamming mm-hmm. off the system in the millions, hundreds of thousands of dollars to millions of dollars being scammed out of the system for fake businesses, fake number of employees, people oh. like like the Kenbury just said, just setting up businesses right there on the spot, applying for it. But there was really in the beginning. Zero oversight, zero oversight. Because I was, I, I did the process. You know what I'm saying? I did the processes for clients. I did it for for my business. There was zero oversight at all for for both programs. It was a pretty easy application to fill out. Yeah, and that's the thing. I could only imagine what you saw on the tax side because us on the banking side taking in those applications and the volume of applications we're taking oh, in ridiculous. and the information you're putting down on these things. Like you're saying, you're asking general questions. How many employees do you have? Right. Um, like how much how much did the business make or make how much did you uh, lose oh we just formed in december 2019 right. and and that's not even including like the where the real scams really started because i believe that before the ppp really got going the the eidl like i said the economic injury disaster loan was first but with that there was a ten thousand dollar um advance but it was it was in a form of a grant so that's really where people started the scam was off those $10,000 grants. So people were just filling out these businesses, getting $10,000 and disappearing. Damn. So where does that bring us now with, with yeah, state what, taxes? Because I know because of some of those issues in the past, right? Like people have been talking about things like taking away like the Roth option, you know, for the IRA and all these other things. But let's just focus on the infrastructure bill really quick, right? Were there any major changes that the once again the average person the average millennial should be like concerned about or not so much in the infrastructure bill but uh there was there was multiple bills that happened uh multiple acts that happened prior to like uh the american rescue plan act which um biden signed in last year oh no this year i'm sorry he signed it in this year um that's where a lot of um relevant changes were made so like like we have the the child tax credit that got extended so people with kids um under the age of of, well five and younger will receive thirty six hundred dollars per child in a in a refundable credit so not only did it extend the amount that you would receive but it actually made it refundable so we in, in in taxes we have what are called refundable credits and non-refundable credits. What refundable credits uh, does is you have your tax liability, and then you apply. You know, you go through your tax return, your income, your deductions. The last piece uh, is is the credit. So you have your tax liability after all your deductions. You you get told your tax liability. Then you apply the tax credits you know, as you qualify for them. Um, what refundable tax credit does is that it it, it, it goes up, it gets applied to your, your tax liability and then anything, any difference that's left over can go towards a refund rather than a non-refundable credit just takes off your tax liability and if there's anything left over, that's, you know, the credit is done. You don't get the additional funds inside a refund. So, so if you're already getting money back and you had a $3,600, you're getting $3,600. Right. Exactly. Exactly. If you had a zero tax liability, you'll get the, the $3,600 uh, for children under um, 
five and younger and then i believe it goes down to three thousand dollars for ages um six to 17 which they also extended it to um 17 year olds because prior to the the arpa there the the child tax credit was caught off at 16. so 17 and up there was there was no credit for that um but for the build build back better they're trying to make it, they're trying to extend the, the, the advances, which you've seen people receiving $300 a month uh, for the last six months of, of 2021. So started in July, um, clients were either receiving uh, $300 for, if their children was five and younger, they would receive $300. Um, if their children was six to 17, then they would receive $250 a month per, per child. Um, so for the Build Back Better plan, which actually is being discussed right now and they're trying to get it passed, um, taxpayers would receive the, the advances again for 2022. And they want to, through the Build, Build Back Better plan, they want to make the refundable, the fact that it is refundable, a permanent change rather than just being applied for 2021 and 2022. Um, as far as the infrastructure bill, there there's a new tax. Well, there was a tax credit that was implemented due to the pandemic. It was called the employee retention credit. It's also a refundable credit for 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 businesses that that um, keep their keep their employees um, on payroll. Um, that was supposed to be a credit that was applied for the full year of 2021, but under the new infrastructure bill, they, they cut it and they, it only covers the, the first three quarters of the year for 2021. And the other, the other major change for um, the infrastructure bill was, um, besides the highway taxes, which, you know, kind of gets a little complicated, was the fact that they want, and starting in 2023, um, brokers that handle crypto asset transactions have to report to the IRS details of the transaction for any transactions, $10,000 and up. I know it gets... It gets to be a mouthful. Yeah, they're starting to come for their money <laughs> and, on that crypto side, and that's 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 not even that's that's only a couple of things. Um, I actually I actually wrote a book, um, an ebook that should be on sale for hopefully by next week. Uh, oh, it describes a lot of these um, these tax changes. You know, I wanted to to give everybody something. Uh, well, not give, but uh, <laughs> I wanted to provide a resource that everyone could kind of catch up with everything that's happened as far as the tax run because it's a lot. It's yeah, a lot. Let us know. We'll blast it out. On yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, we'll, put it, we'll put it in the notes of the episode so people can always yeah, go in there. I appreciate that. Yeah, um, it's called... Um, I'm deciding to name it the Secret Accountant um, Tax go. Book Guide, uh, Tax Year Guidebook. Uh, it's going to be the 2021-2022 edition because, you know, there are some things that you know with these new laws that are coming through that cover mostly 2021, but you know some things do start in 2022. Before we pivot, that's a great for a content wreck because that's what we always do. <clears throat> Was there any legislation that like flew under the radar? that obviously all of these flew under the radar, we didn't know about them, but like, was there anything that squeaked by that like you yourself even had to dig for that that mm. either yield a, a good impact or a negative impact? Like, I, I don't know, you just see what you see on Instagram, right? I see, oh, right. capital's gains. Well, that, yeah, capital gains tax, that, that hasn't been, that hasn't been um, officially yet. Um, 
I don't know if they're going to do it in this build back better plan. We'll see. I mean, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot, there's a lot that they're working on. I would say something that, that went under the radar was the earned income tax credit, which um, is now refundable. I don't, it's not on a permanent basis, but for, for the tax year 2021, which you will file in 2022, um, there's called the earned income tax credit, which is a tax credit provided for, um, moderate to low income households. Um, that kind of went under the radar because they expanded it to, so, so more people could actually qualify it, especially more people with no kids prior to that you you pretty much had to have a kid, and they actually lowered the lowered the the age requirement from uh, twenty five to nineteen. Um, so so that one kind kind of went under the radar. There's there's a lot. There's 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 a good deal of of changes, and you know I explained it a lot in in my book. I mean it's it the the book I I put it in plain text, real real no fluff, and this is this is just the facts. Um, what else? What else i i gotta i gotta think a little of, of what else but there, there there was a lot there was a lot anything specific you want to know about um well what i do know is that we are not doing our taxes albert no for, <laughs> we are <laughs> not doing first of taxes no we're uh, not david has let us know there is money to be made yes. on the tax side yeah so we're coming for all the deductions next yes year. There you go. Uh, right you go. yes if you see right. a first sip wrapped uh sprinter van <laughs> <laughs> business expense. Yeah, that's a right. business expense, right? You're you're renting, you're paying that driver to uh, advertise your first podcast. You know, your first sit podcast. So yeah, that's 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 good. Yeah, we don't start yeah. spitballing yeah. some ideas, David. We yeah, a lot. No, oh, there's there's definitely a, a lot. There's there's a lot of advantages that people just just don't take advantage of and. You know, even even and this is this is some trouble that I've had in in my in my career with with clients. You know, you tell them things, and some people are just really legitimately not interested in in listening. You know, or really making the moves. You know, I've had clients tell me, oh, like, you know, I'll tell them, hey, sp you know, set up a business. No, I don't have the time for that. I'm not really interested. But listen, if you're not interested in that, then then you know what. What do you want me to do to, to help your situation? You know, right. there is some some steps that you actually have to take and commit to to make it work. You know, if you're not if you're not committed to just learning a little bit about taxes or, or trying to maneuver because saving money on taxes equal more money towards investments. And that's 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 the the what the 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 wealthy live by. You know what I'm saying? They want to keep as much money in their pockets, so that they can reinvest into their businesses or their personal investments, their their retirements, whatever whatever they want to invest in. Um, you know, they they that's why they consider taxes so much, and they think about it. You know, and everything that they do. Um, but yeah, you know, people, you know, they 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 they're hard. They're hard to convince on how it would you know make their life better and it's like with taxes if you're not willing to just make a couple of maneuvers are you really interested in building wealth are you really interested in getting to a higher level than what you are right now i mean if you are then there's commitments that you have to make if you're not then you know enjoy your day mm. 
Mm-hmm. Enjoy your day, people. Enjoy your day. Let <laughs> you sit. So, sit over there and keep sipping on that. Wow. So that was, that was something. That was something. He was just like, take that. That was another one of them. Y'all got to run that back. That was a bar. Listen, people got to take responsibility. Yeah, 100%. That's, that's uh, what it comes down to. David, other than your ebook, which is coming out, and again, let us know and we'll, we'll blast it. Do you have any content recs? For the people, podcast, YouTube video, anything that you want. Oh, I love, I, I love all that stuff. I'm a, I'm a big guy on YouTube and um, podcast. First sip podcast is definitely number one. Yeah, there you go. Cool, gonna be my number one listen to podcast here right now. Yeah, clip that up. Um, that up. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm, I'm probably sure that you guys have heard of the, the, the book of Rich Dad Poor Dad. Totally mind-changing. Ever said that I don't before. think anyone said that on the podcast. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. By Robert Kiyosaki. That's that's a book that everybody everybody needs to uh, to read. And, you know, it really does change your perspective on, you know, what we're accustomed to. So that's one that I I, um, I recommend on the tax, tax side of things. Um, I read um, – uh, tax-free wealth by Tom Wheelwright. Uh, he's a CPA. He's he's been in the he's oh I'm sorry he's actually part of the Rich Dad um, program with Robert Kiyosaki. That's his personal. I don't know if that's his personal account, but that's that's his partner in in the accounting realm. Um, podcast. I listen to Tom Wheelwright's podcast as well. Um, and right now I'm actually reading, which is awesome. Anyone that wants to get into cryptocurrency, I'm reading this magazine. It's the the complete guide to cryptocurrency. I just picked this up at Barnes and Nobles. Uh, they must have released it just the other day, and it is it's awesome. You know, it's the the crypto space is 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 mind blowing. Yeah, dude. I don't know. Man, it's definitely it. it's definitely something that's gonna stick. Listen, we we talked a little bit about it on um last episode. On, yeah, on last episode, episode forty six. So. You know, we kind of just literally just skimmed on the surface. And like you're saying, the amount of things you can dive into, a lot of all the changes that are coming, all the tax implications that'll come with that. Because yeah. as you see, people are already taking crypto to now buy real right. assets, right? To shelter their money. So yeah, they're trying to shelter their money. And you know, I know I I, I know clients that stop doing taxes because of cryptocurrency. Be, you know, because they they they're really trying to stay on the low because it's been so unregulated. But that's really that's really with anything. You know, and that's why even social media is so new to our economy. That's why you see Zuckerberg always in front of Congress. You know what I'm saying? Trying to explain things. I mean, you know, cryptocurrency, social media, it's all still such a baby in our in our way of life. You know, and now we got the metaverse. They're talking about NFT. It's it's a lot. There's a lot of developments and it's all you know virtual and online and that's that's something that's still not fully understood you know mm. yeah how about you deke what What's you got that? what content right that i have this week you go first i gotta pull mine back up all right so i got two um i always go lighter side because it can be always goes like super serious books and stuff so yeah. i got two um one i don't know if anyone has seen the first season of the witcher but season two just came out today so I don't know, David, if you ever watched that show, but no, I haven't. Uh, so it's the uh, Witcher. Uh, yeah, the, the Witcher. It's like a it's like a sci fi like fighting yeah. show, dude. It's so good. This and is this, this is that this, I like. This uh, is on what um, Netflix. Netflix. Netflix? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So Witcher season two just came out, and then <clears throat> my second recommendation is. If you're an, I believe it's an Amex holder, or if you have Amazon Prime, Audible right now is doing uh, free Audible Plus for I think it's like six months. Hmm. 
Um, Audible Plus doesn't give you access to every book on Audible. Audible is a way for you to listen to books in like your headphones. Right. So if you're an Amex holder or if you have Amazon Prime, check out the way to access your free Audible Plus for the next six months. And there is thousands of free books that you could just search for and just listen to for free. So um, hopefully try now, to Let me ask you guys a question. How do you guys like auto audio books versus you know actually sitting down and reading it do you find it you know better or so i i listen to them um yeah. because i i it, i just like it better i listen to it in the car right I listen to it working mm-hmm. um and for me to sit still and hold the book and turn the pages i think yeah. i actually receive it better when i do do that but i don't do right that. right right because so, um, when you listen you kind of like tail off and don't focus as much mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but i i feel as though i get much more done quicker listening so right, you actually get through it faster than you would sitting down and I, I i could understand that because um even when you're sitting down reading yeah you absorb it better but you know your mind does tend to wander and it takes time bro it yeah. takes time to read a full page as opposed to listening to a page yeah. Yeah. oh yeah for sure, sure. just passively like put on an audiobook and be done with it and yeah I've, a day. I've, I've finished three books in like the last two weeks see what i'm telling you i would never do that holding it you should see my audible uh library oh right i'm now. sure yeah it's the crazy. crazy he like, crushes books I, you wouldn't tell by speaking I, to him but yeah you definitely wouldn't yeah. tell by some <laughs> of the things i talk about book. yeah no i definitely don't talk about yeah. a whole bunch of random topics <laughs> that just nobody thinks about yeah. ever but um yeah no i'd like going back and forth because i don't know i mean i know the past two years i've definitely gotten into reading a lot more Mm-hmm. And just like you're saying, I, I remember when I was first reading like Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and it's just like you sh- those there's so many books and stories out there that shift your perspective. And I'm just in this phase now where it's just like you just want to keep just finding more and more information and just finding ways of just like, you know, utilizing it. So that's why I love, you know, being able to use Audible, sit there, throw on a book and it's like, let me just listen to it because there might be something like and you probably realize this that just catches your ear and it's like, wait, let me run that back. Like we said on the pod, right? Let me run that back 30 seconds. Let me run it back a minute because that's such a good bit that, you know, now you can pull that out and then act on it or, you know, just like impact you in a different way. But then you have the physical books. And sometimes I'll listen to an audible book, get halfway through and I'll be like, no, I need the physical copy of this because there's things in there, you know, that I really want to sit down and yeah, I want to see, I want to highlight this, you know, I really want to be able to like look at this again in the future or like, you know, like recommend it like when I did uh, your next five moves, Mm -hmm. right? Like that was a book. I started out on audible and I was like, yo, I need the physical copy of this. Like, this is such a good book. Yeah, and, and I just feel like, and it's, it's, it's crazy because, you know, in all honesty, I wasn't the number one student, especially back in high school, number one student. In college, I did pretty well, you know, when I, gra- you know, I graduated and everything, and I did, I, did, I did fairly well. But I just feel like right now our minds, I, I, at least this is how I feel, our minds are absorbing so much, and I feel like, you know, especially for our, uh, a lot of your listeners that are, that are in our age group, Right now is the perfect time to be reading, and so I've I've never felt so I've never felt like I've absorbed so much than I do right now in the time of my life. Yeah, I agree with that. You know, and our and our maturity, it just you know it keeps it. We're we're a little a lot more centered and a little bit less fidgety and stuff. I I've never uh, felt so so good. I'm not less fidgety, but we're, we're I definitely have absorbed a lot more. I right, wish I had right. the mindset I have now. In high school, and and you know it's 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 a shame the 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 big decisions they make us well they try to make us make when we're so young 
you know it, it's it's it, it doesn't compare and I was, I was actually just talking to my uncle about this exact thing the other day is like right now he's talking about how he's at the age where he's you know just absorbing so much and I, i'm like dude i'm i'm right there right now man i feel my mind is just could take everything in i'm i, I can read a lot more i can you know i i enjoy learning you know and that's what you know i hope a lot of people you know that fall off a little bit you know just just start enjoying learning because learning is something you're not going to be able to avoid that's 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 every day you have to learn something you know what i'm saying or or you're going to you know honestly especially with the way the world changes we have to adapt so quickly so if you're not willing to learn and adapt then you know you're going to be left behind right and it's it's, it's unfortunate cuz i see a lot of people I see a lot of people down that route, you know, um, just getting kind of kind of left behind and like afraid to take the, the next step or afraid to take chances. And listen, life is beautiful. Take a chance on yourself. If you're not, you know, if you're going to take a chance on anything, make sure it's on yourself. So go out there, start that business, go out there and, you know, make a podcast, write a book. I mean, you know, do it. There's, 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 there's nothing holding you back. And you know, like I said, I, I feel, you know, I feel for some of the people that we grew up with and that are back in the hometown. And, you know, it's, it's tough to see sometimes. Mm. Damn. Send us home, that's, that's another one of them. Yeah, he just went off. And, and I mean, talk my learn. I was watching School of Chocolate. Oh, um, bro, I saw Listen. the trailer for that. Listen. Is it good? Bro, that dude is so cool. I felt like I had it. I was trying to find the guy's name. I saw the trailer, too. I, I, I put on one of the episodes, that and they were trying to make a pencil. So that's, that's crazy. Bro, I think his name is like Omri Gouchon. Right. Dude, he's so cool. <laughs> he that is guy. so talented. He's you know so talented. And everything about like culinary arts that's is a great way such a end. crazy, crazy what's world What's the name of the explore. show? School of Chocolate. And what's it on? Uh, on Netflix, okay. people can go on there and just see like what some of the, these just these chocolate, chocolate just experts are able to do. It's and a true a, craft. I'm, it's a, a, true I'm a chocolate fanatic, to be What's honest. That? I, yeah. that is my that, that is my uh, guilty pleasure right there. Yeah. And the chocolate. craziest part is that everything is edible, and it probably mm. tastes insane. Oh, it has dude. to. That's what I'm saying. It has to. That's what dude. He, how much you think he charges for these things? Oh, you don't want to know that. Oh yeah. Like, yo, I saw he, on Instagram he built like the Excalibur like sword. Yeah, these stone. are like five figure pieces. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, like he's people are paying a good because these are like sh centerpieces for like parties, events. Mm -hmm. Um, museums, right? So it's just like this is—it's it's art, dude. It's so cool. It's you guys gotta watch the show. I saw the trailer, and I, I'm yeah. gonna watch it too. Yeah, <laughs> listen, that's—it's it's one of them. It's one of them. Well, I'm gonna make a chocolate sculpture. We should. We should make a first sip chocolate sculpture. We should try. It might take. <laughs> I would love to see that. Yeah. Yeah. We got this. Yeah. It'll be a tax write off. Um, there you go. Advertisement right there. Advertisement. Damn. See, bro, there's that something. We'll in put it in your yard. Yeah. You know. <laughs> All right. Well, with that being well, said, or, or you know, you get some 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 clients together. You know, some 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 potential prospects, some potential uh, um, you know guests on your show. Have a little party. Put it as the centerpiece, and you know, that's that's a write off right there for the. Yeah, yeah. See, we got first sip uh, we'll, events coming. Yeah, hundred percent. First sip events coming twenty twenty two. We're gonna that's partner a, with that's a beautiful. Pass. That's a beautiful way to go about it because you know it's a little bit of fun mixed in with business. I mean, you get a boat and a tax write off. I mean, Listen, man, there's no losses there. We're coming to you in twenty twenty two. That's right. That's uh, David. Any any final things to say? Where can people see you online? They could they could see me. Um, we have a website. It's bettertaxpro.com. Okay. Um, my Instagram, uh, you can look up bettertaxpro or your tax underscore guy. That's my personal Instagram.
Instagram, um, Facebook, same thing, Better Tax Pro, um, and Twitter as well. You know, I, I I I dabble in in the social media, but um, you know, if you guys want to you know talk to me one on one, you know, my all my social media has. Uh, the links to, to, to my email or to my phone number, feel free to text, DM, email, whatever you need. Cool. Awesome. And I'll make sure we link it up in the uh, show notes once again. So yeah, man. go check it out. Dude, it was, it was so good to see you, honestly. And it, it really was. Um, we yeah. really appreciate you coming on Dropping Knowledge. I'm sure once new bills get passed, it would be great to have you back. Yeah, we sure. like to have people back on so we could talk more. And during tax season. Get yeah. people ready. Yeah, yeah as Absolutely. tax season approaches. Yeah. Um, but again, thank you so much. And with that being said, yeah. as always... Thank you. And, and we really, we really barely touched the surface on what's really going on. You know, it's, 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 there's a lot. So we would need more than, uh, you know, the, the allocated time for today. But, um, yeah, we could have, a, like, yeah, I'd a love to come back on, man. Could have this, a Rogan this, this is awesome. Oh, for sure. That would this be awesome. for sure. Wild. Appreciate it. No, awesome, man. We really appreciate it. And you got me earlier, but as always, enjoy the first sip. Yeah.